Happy Sunday, ladies. We are here with our fourth and final installment of our interview with our beloved mentor and friend, Carla. You can find her on Instagram at Don't Become Roommates 1989. The rest of life and the rest of their day. Correct. Like they would go, go, be ready to go slay a dragon if, like, if if that need is met. Yep. And if it's not, they still, of course, love you, but it becomes very touchy to go above and beyond day after day after day without that being met. So, so you know, if you think you're in a good place, you know, start that conversation. Um, I've had to at certain times. And again, if, if you have that baseline respect that if he feels like he knows you're doing your best, he will be honest with you. But you need to be in a good headspace where you really are doing your best to meet that need. Like, don't fool yourself, ladies. Just don't don't fool yourselves there. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I challenge women on that a lot. Mm-hmm. And they will, right? They'll go, oh, I, you know, no, I do that. And then you, you dig and dig and they finally go, well, yeah, maybe not. Okay. But, but I'm old, but I'm tired, <laughs> but I'm this. Like, I'm old, ladies. Like, come on, get, get your stuff together. All right? That's, that's, listen, and here's, here's the last point, because, you know, we're, we're hitting the time we wanted to, and we have so many other topics we can hit. But I'm feeling this very much. I'm turning 55 years old soon, right? Half my yeah. life is over. My Nona lived, my Italian Nona lived till 103. So I could fool myself for a long time that I wasn't even middle-aged. Nope, um, the tipping point is past, okay? <laughs> Ladies, the days are long. The days are long, but the years are short. And while I'm still parenting younger children, mm-hmm. and I like to think I've kept this body in fairly fighting shape, <laughs> Like, you can't lie to yourself anymore once you get in the 50s. Like, the days are numbered. The days are numbered. Um, I, I've become my Italian relative self. I look at the obituaries now. So my husband's in law enforcement. And his, his, his uh, alumni, you know, retired group, they send out a newsletter every month. And they tell you, you know, who lived, you know, who, who died and who's had like 50th anniversaries. And I look at those now. I, I don't know why. It's maybe my morbid self. But I look at those and they showed this, this you know, wife of, of a longtime person who, you know, she died at age 99. Oh, I loved reading about her life. It was amazing. And it said she survived by her husband of 77 years who's you know who survived her and he was 102 and I'm like oh how amazing well guess what Aurora I turn the page guess whose obituary is next his Mm -hmm. yeah yeah he died two months after she did yep yep they don't last long when the wife goes first wives tend to go yeah yeah. It can go for a long time, but his, his, his wife died and he went two mm-hmm. months after. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said to, you know, like, I'm weeping, like reading this obituary. And um, I told Paul, I'm like, I want this to be us. Like we go 77 
seven years in, both of us, you know, one of us sad we have to leave the other and the other sad that they're going to be here for a while without the other one. Because that's what the vocation of marriage is, mm -hmm. that we are here for each other while we are both on this earth. Mm -hmm. And if you think that's going to last forever, it's not. Mm -hmm. I have seen a bunch of women my age recently who have lost their husbands way before they wanted to. Health problems pop up now. <sighs> it's, it's sobering to the point where I'm like, my priority in life needs to be my marriage because I don't have that long. We are going to be our children's parents forever. And, and I, I lost a child already. And so maybe this hit me in a way that that didn't. Because again, with the world the way it is, I think most of us can expect to outlast, can to not, most of us can expect to outlive our children, right? Most of us, barring my, I had a very sick son. So, but most of us now can expect to outlive our children. But like you, you probably, you might not really, one of the spouses is going to go first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what are you going to look back on? Well, I kind of put everything on a back burner. This is why people my age are getting divorced. Divorced. Or they're yes. living or living in their house like their roommates. Yep. Because they don't want to, they, they're just going to be comfortable. It is sad. It is sad. No, no. What you need to do is get to this point in your 50s. When there are no more babies coming, unless you're you're purposefully going out of your way to adopt them, okay? It's it's my youngest biological child is 13 years old. Uh, I had a miscarriage when I was 45, and I tried desperately to have one more biological child because my my adopted son and that miscarriage literally happened within a year and a half of each other, and that was painful to kind of end my childbearing years on that note. It, I, I was railing against that. Um, and I know for every Catholic woman, right, or that says like, well, my great, great aunt had one when she was 52. Oh no, right. my mother, like, listen, ladies, go get, right. you know, go hiking on a hill and get struck by lightning because <laughs> that's more likely to happen than you having an unplanned baby at 50. So like, I, I might Sorry. be wishful thinking. It's, 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 it happens like, to some people, but most people know. no, <laughs> and, and, and by some, literally the, the, the percentage that are going to get struck by lightning if they hike on a hill at there. So like, don't do that to yourself and your marriage and think, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. oh no, mm -hmm. I'm going to be that one. If mm -hmm. I don't, you know, if I don't, we don't practice strict NFP till I'm 57, I'm going to get pregnant. Like, stop it. That's right. probably not you. That's 99.5% not you. Look at this man who's probably been breaking himself. Go watch mm -hmm. some Jordan Peterson videos and go feel a little gratitude for what the masculine, if not your husband, at what the divine masculine spirit of God has placed on these men to help make a world that you now can live in and you know hopefully not die in childbirth and have a washing machine and mm -hmm. <laughs> water that comes in your house that's not going to have giardia in it um like what 
let's think, spend a little time. I've gotten to be such a grateful woman in my age. I was not grateful in my mid thirties. The world owed everything to me. And now it's the opposite way. And the more I live in that, that attitude of gratitude and abundance, the Mm -hmm. more joy comes into my life and that I can reflect to others. Um, I went down to the big children's hospital in the big city near me with my daughter the other day. Um, We have to do something every eight weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, And the last time I went, like, I could have been like, again, it's not fun. It's all like, well, I got to go down. We got to do the silliness and it's far and it's Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But like, if, if I purposefully go in a better attitude now, because I had a son who died and I would have given anything to be going down with him every eight weeks to do this. So I am in a better mood now when I do that. And it comes back to me. Like the doctor's like, here you are again, boy. Like, yeah, he's like, I haven't seen you in a bad mood yet. I'm like, you know, why, why should I be like, I, you know, it's every day. I'm blessed to be your mom. I'm glad she's doing so well. Um, The young boy, my oldest son's age at the coffee counter gave me a free gluten-free brownie. Cause he's like, he's like, we don't get many people as happy as you in here. Um, you know, it's like, well, thank you. And I'm like, I just get so excited. You guys have the best gluten-free brownies in the city. <laughs> so if I have to haul myself down here, I'm going to make sure I have one to enjoy on the way back with a nice cup of coffee. We can choose our attitudes. We yeah. can choose our attitudes that we come to each day. We can choose our attitudes toward mothering. But I think somewhere we lost that we can choose our attitude toward our husband and our marriages. Yes. And if we make the effort to do that, that attitude will just spill over and over into better and better things. I, I, Again, hubby and I have both been, I think, in a very reflective mood. And and we had an anniversary trip. And I asked him to think about like, what were the things that when we met made you want to, you know, ask mm-hmm. me out, mm-hmm. made, made you want, you know, like Aww. initially attracted you to me. Yeah. And, uh, and, and number one, he said like, you know, he was like, you were, you were tall and slim. He's like, I, I like, I like tall athletic looking women in general. You know, I played basketball that, you know, okay, awesome. He's like blonde. He's like, I kind of like blondes. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. Um, He said, number three was, he goes, you smiled all the time. All the time. He's like, it was obvious the first couple weeks we knew each other. You were pretty happy most of the time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And again, like, look back at that argument I was telling you about. Like I came in. He expected me to be happy that I was home. And instead, I looked on the downside of everything. This wasn't organized. Dinner wasn't ready, blah, blah, blah. That's all he wants. Like this man would go to the ends of the earth to see me smiling and happy. The ends of the earth. He has gone to the ends of the earth. We've adopted five children with more than middling extra needs because it makes it made me happy as a mother. And it... Yeah. And it reflected to him and made him happy as a dad. And we had this thing we did together and we're proud of ourselves. And 
it just it it's like we talked about that spiration that theological yes. words you yep. used Aurora, right? <laughs> it spirals up and up mm-hmm. so let's let's leave each other with a challenge what can you do to spiral up the tenor of your marriage both from the practical what practical thing can you do can you offer him a hand rub in the car can you offer him a back rub after a hard day of work what can your attitude be my attitude's going to be one of respect and admiration. My, I'm going to kill the control. I'm going to stop what drains me in the name of, of having more of myself to offer rather than I'm going to put on Pinterest or Instagram today that I spent two hours doing this thing to get all the likes on it from all the other women we're spending all the other time again if it's something you love and he loves or needs to be done god bless i spend too much time on social media too but like <laughs> but what what is what is reaping dividends to me it's being joyful i mm-hmm. i almost never see a man who can resist a joyful wife that's what i, I honestly looks fade at some point guys like you know, looks, looks fade. My blonde is not as blonde as it used to be. I'm still the same height, but the level of thinness <laughs> is not the same as it used to be. It's still not terrible. I'll say that. <laughs> I, I take care of myself. It's not terrible. But what can I, like that smile is the same thing. Guess yes. what? If you, I, my adult children have said, the thing they appreciated most about me as a mother, and now they're out of the house, is that I generally had a happy, joyful attitude. And even if I lost it for a little while, I I could get it back fairly quickly. So it was that right. overarching, and, and later I even started apologizing for it. I started realizing mm-hmm. I had to apologize for it. And the children yeah. then appreciated that too. Um, so like, ha- have that, Let's, let's look at, at, at what can we do practically and what we can do as a mindset for, for our marriages, but for ourselves. Because again, I, I'm, I'm telling my adult children this and I'm telling other 20-somethings this. Mm-hmm. The greatest joy in your daily life every day will be a solid marriage and a loving yes. family. That's, that's it. I mean, I... Great. Get a good education. Good on you, men. You've got to have a career that, you know, your wife and children aren't going to starve. Women, do do some stuff you're interested in. I've, I've worked anywhere from part-time to full-time to not at all to blah, blah, blah. I still have a law license. I, I might use it. I might not. I don't mm-hmm. know on, a, on the daily. But on the every day, my husband and, and what we've put together is is the greatest sense of joy and gratitude I have. And that's how I come at my relationship with God is from that attitude of, of being a, a joyful, thankful wife yes. and mother. Yes. And that's what I, I tell my, my children, other people, that that's what I want for you mm-hmm. because, because, looking back now because I do spend a little more time looking back than I used to is that that that's what's going to make the difference 
when you know you're maybe a hundred years sitting there like that like couple in the magazine and my Italian known at age 103. That's what you're going to look back on. It's really true in this life. And that is our vocation yes. to get yes. us to the next one. It's, yep. it's not a coincidence, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. It's not a coincidence. That That is what's going to stepping stone us there. So spend some time on that, please. It's an investment. Spend the time. You you don't have to turn yourself into a martyr. You can you can be you can be a joyful woman heading to heaven. Be be a joyful one heading to heaven. Did you ever see Aurora a picture of Mother Teresa when she looked ticked off? No, <laughs> she always had this calm, content. I mean, like it didn't have to be like a super huge wide smile but she never looked grumpy she always looked no. peaceful calm just like life is good like just <laughs> like even if you know, she like, was you know I've hot. seen yeah, yeah I've seen her on video and even if she was in a horrible place taking care of a person with difficult stuff like again that attitude of serenity Yes. that was there yes. and yes. and i've pointed out also that the rules she made for her missionaries of charity yep. that yep. are women seeing the poorest of the poor working for them they had time every day in their day for rest mm -hmm. tea tea with their right. other Specific sisters tea yes tea, tea time on tea top time. of recreational time yes Yes. There, there was never more than three to three and a half hours of brutally hard work at a time. Then you got to go have lunch. You got to go take a rest. You did your adoration time. You Then you did another three, three and a half hours. Then after that, you had tea and, mm -hmm. and refreshed yourself with your other women. You, you didn't say, you know what? We should spend 15 more hours, taking 15 more minutes taking care of the poor and miss our tea today. You weren't, you're not allowed to say that. And then you had recreation at night to decompress. Dare I say she understood the feminine nature due to her relationship with her spouse, Jesus Christ. She understood that where, where Jesus could say, I thirst, and she could be, I will assist you in in slaking that thirst by bringing you souls but i know what the feminine soul and the feminine nature needs to do to do that in our ensouled bodies he, she understood that and 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 jesus poured himself into her in a way that that only a consecrated religious can with jesus right that i think right. is is that extra level that that you get in that but a very deep understanding of of the feminine soul from a consecrated religious yes. who didn't do that. But if, if you look back on most married women then who became saints, right? They understood St. Francis of Rome said, mm -hmm. yeah. said, I don't want to be wearing these beautiful gowns, but like, that's my husband's state life. Yeah. We got to do that. Yeah. I, I, I would rather be doing this, but I, I, I get it. I need to do that. Um, you know, that's, that's very important. So let's, let's not let this, you know, we, we need to become martyrs, stop us from having the joyful marriage and the vocation that God wants us to have 
And, and because it's only by that joy being that net to catch souls, you think your mm-hmm. children are going to want to be that soul? They're not going to want to if mom's upset no. all the time. Mom's the, screaming all the time, right? And the yeah. dad is not going to tell his sons, being married's great, boys, go out there and get after Yes, it. exactly. That, yep. that, I think, is a huge problem why we don't have young men working for mm-hmm. it because, mm-hmm. because women for a long time decided to focus more on other things other than making happy marriages. And those, those men in their 50s, in 60s were not happy for a long time as the majority so what's the next generation going to do it, it's not going to it's not going to then roll on each other we as christians have a duty to take back the culture and i plan to take back the culture by happy marriages happy families and frankly outdoing them on the birth rate so let's go from there let's have happy healthy mm-hmm, holy mm-hmm, families mm-hmm. that are a joy to the world, to where they look at us and go, I, what are you people doing? I have no idea. All right, if you really want to know, we'll tell you. You, you <laughs> might not like it. You might right. not be willing to crucify your pride. I want nothing more than to crucify my pride every day about what I can accomplish and you know how much I can do and how little sleep I can live on because that pride was what was keeping me away from a healthy, loving dependence mm-hmm. on my husband. That's the other one. <laughs> yeah, so that's where oh. we'll, we'll end that. But okay. let's do it again. Thank you so much, my dear. Thank you, Carla. Thank you so much for being with us. This is great. <laughs> Thank you again, ladies, for joining us this Sunday. If you've enjoyed this interview with Carla and you're on Instagram, please go and follow her account. Again, that's Don't Become Roommates 1989. Feel free to ask her any questions that you might have. She is, as I've said, a wonderful mentor. If you've been thinking about joining our Surrendered Catholic Wives group for faithful Catholic support in implementing Laura Doyle's six intimacy skills in your marriage, know that Carla is one of our admins in that group. And so that is a fantastic place to ask questions of her also. We hope to bring Carla back sometime. So if you ladies have any topic requests for us to tackle with Carla, please don't hesitate to reach out via our Facebook page or drop us a voice message on Anchor, our podcast platform. God bless.